Welcome back to the Night Shift Football Podcast. It's our very first red edition. We've got a brand new, brand new setup happening. Uh, all your Adelaide United content going to be coming through this. You'll see the red badge, red edition of Night Shift Football. Here we go, our first one. Uh, Adelaide, we're back in action. Newcastle Jets away in the Australia Cup, the formerly FFA Cup, or Adelaide United's trophy, as we like to call it. Tommy's on the other end of the line to talk through this one. How you doing, man? I'm great. Any time that we begin undefeated in a season, it's fine by me, baby. Adelaide United Cup, it's coming back. It's the seventh time we've made it through to the round of 16. And if that doesn't say Adelaide United Cup, I don't know what else does. Beauty. Um, I've, when I think of this tournament, I just think of Adelaide winning um, and then that one soul, it was that game in Brisbane. I can't remember who we lost to. Was it Redlands United? Redlands. Beat us. Yeah. Um, that grim, dour night, uh, we lost that. But other than that, we've got a pretty good record. We've won it a bunch of times. Um, did you catch the game on the weekend? I did. Actually, first, I just... first, sorry. Yeah. Before we go into the game, I might might just start with a bit of a uh, what you think of Adelaide's business so far because we haven't really talked about them since the end of last season. What do you make of the signings slash re-signings, um, ins and outs? I think we've done uh, particularly well in this offseason. I was just I was trying to think at the end of the last the last episode we did we went over a couple of signings that we'd already made, so I don't really want to rehash old ground. But in that time, I think we've seen, well, Goodwin's obviously re-signed. Yeah. Permanently, three years, which is, you know, for you and I, number one Goodwin fan club right here. This is the, this shows the absolute intent of the club was to be able to keep, you know, someone who I saw online during the week being called like a future legend of the, the A-League. So it's like not even a guy that's just respected in Adelaide. This was a guy that had the biggest rallying cry to win the Johnny Warren last season. This is someone that puts Adelaide United on the Australian football map. And if he can have, uh, he's obviously seen Adelaide as his best opportunity to stay in the Socceroos for the World Cup. Great decision. I think he's a shoe in now. If he has a really good, not even a really good, if he's just involved, plays 90 minutes, stays fit for the first seven games before we go on the break. Craig Goodwin's going to be on the plane to Qatar. And for me, of all the bits of business, that's up there with Nani signing for victory or Austin signing for Brisbane. Like that, that's, that's how influential he is. Yeah, I agree. Massive. Um, thrilled. I think we all, we had a bit of a feeling. We kind of knew he was going to stay, but uh, just to see it officially locked in uh, for multiple years too. Um, it's brilliant. I've still, I've already seen some cynicism online. People saying it's only so, like, only locked him in for a few years so we can sell him, you Fine. know, sell him for a price or whatever. But you know, whatever. Just, just what's roll wrong with, with that? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Because there's the flip side. He wasn't going to sign because he is 30 years old. He's in the prime of his career and he's really playing like he's in the prime of his career. Um, why, why shouldn't he go and command money elsewhere like everyone else does? And so yep. if it does eventuate after the World Cup. You know, maybe the worst situation is after the World Cup in January, he leaves and goes somewhere else, has a really good World Cup. And that kind of leaves Adelaide in the lurch for the season. Um, but, you know, cross that bridge if we come to it. He has given Adelaide so much over the last five, six years 
what? Like you can't deny him that move anyway. And I would have no cynicism towards him because we or it's the decision because we'd get hella money from it. Yeah, and I, I dare say he, we would see him in a red shirt again anyway. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, big one. I'm not sure if we covered it last time, but did we talk about Ben Wallen coming back? I think we might have. I don't reckon we did, Benny. I reckon that was one of the more recent ones. Yeah, what do you... What do you, what do you I, I, it's ringing a bell to me, but I can't remember. It was just one of our general conversations or an actual pod we did. But Ben Wallen, I'm okay with this. He's picked up a bit of first-team experience now. Last time he was in Adelaide, uh, obviously pretty raw, pretty fresh to it all. Couldn't really find a way to start in our side. Uh, people think it was our poor management that led to him ending up in Sydney to get a chance. I don't think people go to Sydney to get a chance. Uh, Sydney saw a chance to hoard another young player, and they did. Uh, he eventually did bide his time, though, and get game time. Now he's back with some experience under his belt. I'm pretty excited for this. I'm happy. Another local lad back. Definitely. Anyone from, you know, north of Jeps Cross, like I'm here for, you're just an automatic walk-up for me. Forget another Gawler boy in. Excellent piece of business. I like what you said about him going to Sydney not to try out. Yeah, Sydney don't buy or they don't sign shit players. Like that's, they're not a development club. That's not what they do. They signed Warland. I think initially it was for the Champions League as well. Uh, so they fit into the Australian quota. But, you know, they don't go out and do that with anyone. He's obviously a guy with talent. Amassed some experience now, has played Champions League, has played finals football. And in a combination of him, Popovich, Barr, Ansel, they are four centre-backs that you aren't shaking your head at when they come into the team, which I don't think we've had in maybe a decade. Yeah, especially given the way Barr and Popovich performed last season and for how... Uh, particularly Popovich, and I think Bar Bar will definitely benefit from that. His second season with Adelaide, I think he'll be he'll be great too. Just seeing the names there: Wallen, Bar, Popovich, all local. Ryan Kiddo, uh, and then we've added Harry Vandersug in there, coming from Sydney. So I think, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm keen to see what happens. I know a few people. I've seen the comments online. Um, you know, asking where the signings were, where the new players were. We did a lot of re-signing, um, but I, I'm not too worried about it. Sure, it'd be nice, but uh, trusting the process at this point in time. It's just, it comes down to the question of what new signings do you want exactly? Um, who can we possibly bring in that is actually going to benefit the squad and be better than the current players that we have? And when you talk about kiddo at left back, I thought he had his finest season uh, as an A-League professional last uh, last campaign. 100%. And so when you're thinking in that respect, he's a guy in form, confidence up. We've just re-signed him to a new deal. Uh, and he fits all the, the weird contract quota criteria that we need as well. So we can pay him off the books and we can get certain subsidies because he's like a, a one-club player and stuff like that. Uh, he just you just wouldn't go out and try and sign another first team left back because it's just what what's the point really? Yeah, we've we've definitely tried in the last few years, haven't we? We've had a few come and go that were just just didn't work out or not not worth it. Um, we'll talk about you know, if yeah, go I was going to say just without going into the game too much because we we'll get to it in the end. The guys that we've re-signed like Zach Clough and George Blackwood, Hiro Ibasuki. All three of them were integral parts of the win. And, you know, that kind of thing. I think after a while, you'll see there's more benefit to a stabilized playing squad than a team that brings in six or seven in the offseason. 
Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Something that you don't see a lot of in the A League. I think Adelaide's probably one of the better ones at doing that. Um, we'll jump to the game. A two 0 win away to Newcastle. So much to like here. A clean sheet. Uh, an Ibasuki Weldy. Um, no Craig Goodwin, but still we looked, uh, you know, a better side. Uh, what What did you make of this game? Easy, easy, easy. Give us the title. Give us this Never, trophy and then give us the league. Please. Yeah. We're doing the clean sweep. It's all three coming home. <laughs> we we, ne- we never got out of second gear and we were, we were hardly threatened throughout. I wonder if it's more a reflection of the Jets who you look at their start. Maybe it's easy to look at their starting lineup to begin with. They've brought in Josh Soterio to replace uh, De- uh, Pena. And that is not a like-for-like replacement. Um didn't really make much of the Grozos fella that they've brought in. They've blooded him. Uh, Brandon O'Neill looked like a fish out of water. He's obviously going to get better the more he plays in this squad. But it's it's defensively that really let them down, not even just combating our attacks, but being able to build their own play and being able to hold the ball. And they just turned it over so many times. And like they had more of the ball throughout the game, um, but we essentially just gave it to them. Because I think we felt very comfortable, very organized. You know, the back six with uh, Izzy and Louis playing, you know, there was no, it wasn't really a double, double, uh, double pivot. They kind of played a little bit more further forward. Um, and it just, it just, it felt so controlled. And we just maintained any kind of uh, like dynamic of the game. We never felt overrun. Just and managing I was it. Thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. Just managing the game. Yeah, pretty much for the entire thing. Um, yeah, I just, I can't think of uh, Harry Vandersag. I thought really solid debut, you know, for a guy that is probably going to play second fiddle to Yavi Lopez when he comes back, like no Goodwin, no Lopez. So for us to start in this kind of manner was really nice. Um, it was, you know, it's an interesting formation really because you look at it, Blackwood and Clough, they're not out and out wide men. And so we did play very central. And I think that's, I think that's a really good weapon for us uh, this season. It looks like we do have a second formation finally. I think um, something, maybe not so much formation, but just uh, players able to play those positions. We saw it towards the end of last season. We had guys doing makeshift roles, cloth playing a bit of wide when we'd, We'd heard that he'd never played wide before and he came out and was doing it. Um, you know, getting I, I didn't I didn't see too much of it, but what did what did you think of Clough's performance? Clough. It was good. He was good. First half, Zach Clough. Was, Clough. Clough, Clough. Um, we'll get to the bottom of this throughout the season. He was not our best on, but probably our most influential, and that he was doing the most on the ball. He was the one that looked the most lively. Second half, he tapered off. Um, and then was substituted. So it was a good hit out from him for what is a, it's essentially a preseason game. Uh, that's why it's always good to advance in the Australia Cup because you get competitive preseason games and that always sharpens us up. You find the, the clubs that do the best in the Australian Cup generally have really good A-League seasons as well. So I do, yes. Is that a vibe-based uh, fact? That could be a vibe-based fact. Yeah, we'll got, go with I've, it. I've always got to remember that I'm passing things off as fact here and it's not just me musing. I, look, I assume. I assume that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Fair to assume. Um, but 
you know, outside of cloth, I got to see the big man operation, Ibasuki and Blackwood playing together and they're mm. wrecking balls together, man. It was so fun. Yeah, I do like it. Uh, we've, we've done, we've done Blackwood to death about what he can and can't do. What Mate, he... I'm all, I'm on the train. I'm on the train. Let's go, George Blackwood. Yeah. Uh, when he's up and about, I, I do enjoy watching him play. I uh, love seeing him get a bit of reward for his effort. And Ibasuki, oh boy, both of them getting on the score sheet. But Ibasuki's goal, oh my God. Uh, I'll go with the, the Blackwood goal first though. Um, the ball dinged in. I can't remember who dinged it in. Was it Clough who chipped the free kick in? Not sure. Somebody did. But Lockie Barr absolutely throws himself <laughs> at it, like, Body on the line, the keeper was charging out and he kind of, he has to kind of brace and take the hit, but he he does enough to cause a bit of a scene in the box there and then Blackwood's able to nod it in. That's brilliant. Love seeing that. And That's then, what you want. Yeah. And then Ibasuki just, uh, I don't know, what words do you use to describe a goal like that? It was ridiculous. I was stunned when I saw it. I was so confused initially because it, I kind of turned away after Clough's ball went behind him. I was like, oh, okay, I don't need to watch this attack. And then looked back and it kind of looked like the ball had gone wide. And I was kind of like, why is everyone celebrating? What the hell? No, that is one of the most outstanding goals that have been scored in a red shirt. A bicycle kick to rescue a ball. You know, Clough said uh, post-game that he thought the ball had gone on uh, beyond him as well. And for like Ibasuki to have that kind of acrobatic and the, the flexibility of a big man, he brings all sorts to this team. Like, Headers, volleys, these crazy bicycle kicks now. He's what been, a delight, man. He's been above, like, we had pretty low expectations of a foreign striker coming in, I think, given our some of our recent strike rate with strikers. Um, but getting him in, he's been above and beyond anything we could have imagined. It's been excellent. We can continue that, th- that throughout the season. We are going to be a threat for sure. We've still got to add Craig Goodwin to this team. There's still, there's the talk of Ben Halloran returning, adding him to this team. That sets up our wings. Our midfield's looking good. Our defense is solid as fuck. I'm I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing about. I'm ready to go. I'm up and about. Yeah, Bring on I'm October. very, I'm not, I'm not confident, but like, it just feels like an excitement that has some kind of basis to it. Like you can genuinely feel it because it, it is there. It's probably is yeah, there. It's it's not a, you know, we're we're the best team in the comp. We're gonna win. It's a we're we're gonna do what we do again. We pride ourselves on it. Adelaide punches above their weight in football in this country. And we'll this team looks like it'll continue to do that again this season. And we'll cause a lot of sides trouble, especially in Adelaide. Teams do not like facing us. Um, and they will not like facing this team because it is it's it's dangerous. It's it's solid at the back, and there's so much potential in that front third. So many goals to be had. So, yeah, exciting yeah, times. And, and on that, just uh, facing us at home, given the fixture layout where we have, uh, it's nine of the last thirteen at home, or something like that. Nine of the last twelve. That's such a huge advantage if we can hit the ground running, which it kind of looks like we're in decent shape at the moment. Take a few points away from home. It gives us a really good foundation to move. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about uh, not Kusimovic. He didn't really get any time. Came on in the ninety-first minute, but um, the young, the seventeen, the young defender. Um, I've just lost my notes here. Where's he gone? Uh, is that uh, Pana, 
Panash Madania. Yeah. Uh, did you catch much of this guy? I did. Uh, very debut performance. Very debut. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go very lightly on him because he is obviously, uh, you know, new to this. <laughs> you could essentially say it's his first day. He's 17 years old. He's a child. He is. He is. But we've got children who have come on and just kind of blown us away or, or looked very astute, looked very ready. Popovich yeah. didn't really take much time. Um, he's He's got some development. But if I, for sure. I can pull you back to the, there was a couple of games where Aaron Kunda came off the bench and <laughs> looked completely lost and looked absolutely hopeless and was just running about doing nothing. And then look what he's been able to do. So, you know, we're yeah, never going to, we're never going to jump on a guy early. But no, I, no, I don't. Ex- I don't expect anything when you see a player like this for the first time. Um, you trust the process, I guess. What the coach is yep. trying to do with him, yeah, they'll manage um, him. I know what they're doing. I, I would. I would say he he won the ball well and he carried it out of defense well to a point. But there was a couple of times where he just took one too many touches or turned into an area that wasn't quite right. But I, I really liked his focus. Every time he won the ball, it was bang exploit yep. the space and try and get in behind. So that's a really good natural talent to have. And yeah, it would be interesting to see how he goes. We also signed uh, Jovanovic as well, Jovanovic from the youth team onto a scholarship deal. Yeah. Who's been scoring goals for fun for the MPL side. So that's another, that's another one to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll cast our eye now over the, have a bit of a quick little chat about the fixtures for the mm. A-League, they were released Please. a few days ago, last week sometime. Um, but Adelaide have, well, what do we have, bloody? One, two, three home games for this the rest of this calendar year. That's through oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 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 First nine rounds, we have three home games. It's rough, isn't it? That's it's we're so itchy for football to come back to Harmarch and then to see that drop and you think, oh my god, we're actually a post World Cup home run away from it, like getting in sinking our teeth into football. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got to wait. There's obviously that World Cup break in there, which does affect the does affect the amount of games being played. Um, uh, but it just means we have a, a, a stronger run home at the end of the season. We can enjoy some some good nights at Harmarsh. A smorgasbord. Uh, not really that many nights, is there? I mean, there's they've refrained from the midweek games. Um, looks like we've got uh, uh, five Friday games, I think it is. Look, I don't know. It was hard because they released the fixtures with dates and not days on them only. And I haven't looked them up because I can't be bothered. But why, why wouldn't you just put the day on there? <laughs> I don't know what the you make. You, you make know. a great point. The A-League marketing team need need some advice from us. Uh, yeah, we're playing we're from... playing home on the 20th of January uh, 7:15. Is that a is that a Friday or Saturday? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is it a Sunday? Is it a Wednesday? Yeah, we, uh, like, we don't uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, there's a there's a vast gap in between like Sunday to Friday in A-League football this season. Um no consecutive or like no simultaneous Saturday games either, which I think is an interesting move away from what they were trying to do. But what we what I saw in the fixtures was a lot of 3 p.m. kickoffs in the middle of summer. And that kind of thing shits me to tears. Because we know it just does not bode well for good football. 
and drinks breaks are yeah. although good for Channel Ten, annoying for everyone in the stands. There's um we've got a few games scheduled for like four thirty p.m. So I'm guessing there's Sundays. There's a Melbourne victory Adelaide United game at uh yeah three p.m. Melbourne time. Um that that'd be a Sunday I guess. Western United that's in the middle of February. Western United in the middle of February, uh, four thirty p.m. Melbourne City. <laughs> 2.30 p.m. Adelaide time. Uh, yeah, it, just, I don't know. That, just, it, these oh, will end up being like, delayed or something. They're not, list, they're just still not getting this very basic scheduling uh, error out of the way, which is annoying. But, you know, I suppose, what do you do? Play all the games at night? That's what I would do. Night shift. <laughs> night shift football. It should be like Spain. Like, isn't that why they play their football so late? I know they've got like a late night culture as well, more generally. But well, they have game. They have games kick off at like ten pm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how how fun would that be? You get laughed at if you book a table for dinner at seven o'clock. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the trains stop at eleven fifty, don't they? So you, after the game, you can get home. No Adelaide Metro after eleven o'clock. So unlucky okay. boys. We get no planes flying overhead. Curfew kicks in. Yeah, curfew. Yeah, all sorts. All sorts of dilemmas to be had. Uh, have you got anything else you wanted to add this week? Uh, not a lot happening at the moment, I guess. We just we thought we'd we'd do an episode just because Adelaide played. Uh, you know, we'll see what's coming up. The league doesn't Adelaide start. Won. League doesn't start till October. Uh, we can just talk every week about how much how good Adelaide are. We can just do that again, where we just rave on about us being the best and we completely forget every other team. Undefeated season, Sam. It's going to happen, is it? What are you going to do? Well, we're already, it's underway. You heard it here first. Undefeated treble. You can't tell me otherwise until we lose. Um, I just wanted to, we didn't touch on um, bloody Constantopoulos, who had his first start in 500 days or something, Mm. which is just unreal, I think, for both him Obviously, the desire to get back from two recons, get himself back into football, and also on the club. Like, I just think that's wild that, again, it's another player that we've stood by through an injury crisis and brought them back to, to football. Like, what more could you ask for? Yep. Big fan of that. Agree. 100%. I've not always been sold on his football talent, but he's good A League depth. And we've, there's something we've spoken about on this show a bit is, you know, guys will, <laughs> People love taking a crap on the quality of A-League players. I think the depth obviously does drop off, but you need them. You need players that can get about, um, have a little bit about them to be able to get results. You're not going to go anywhere if you don't have the depth. So players like him provide that and they're good enough. They're good enough to, you know, do a job. Yep. And that's what we need you to do. Come in, do a job. Do a job. The Josh Josh Cavallos of the world. Yeah, we don't expect players to come off the bench in this comp being like, you know, being Ninkovic, being Thomas Bruce. So if you can come on and be Nathan Constantopoulos, that'll do. <laughs> that should be that should be in a motivational poster. Should be the Constantopoulos Award we'll give to the best A League depth player. I love it. Are we being is that harsh on Nathan? We don't mean to be harsh. It's just, you know, oh, we like I him. think it's I don't think it's being harsh. We just made the point that you need it's a season game. Like he's, he's not a superstar, but he's not like this. He's not a superstar, but he's not junk. 
you know? No, but you need like squad players. Like his greatest benefit is what he brings to the team. Like he's great in the dressing room. The players love him. He forms relationships between <laughs> guys. Like we've seen that from the podcast that he's done outside of the footballing stuff. Very big on the social media with Adelaide United. By all reports, just a great guy to have around the club. So you need that. I'll take your word for it. That one I can back up. That's not me. <laughs> That's I saw you laugh to begin with, and I thought he doesn't believe me here. Yeah, I would believe me too. Word of the week: vibe-based selection. Vibe yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Cooper if you're listening. You'll love that one. All right, yeah, please hashtag that up. <laughs> should we? Should we wrap it up? We should. We should. We should finish on um, the. Do you see the Victorian Liberals during the week? Uh, if oh, re-elected we in Victoria, pledged to make Melbourne the home of Australian soccer. And they are going to do this by funding Western United's new stadium. There you go. There you go. Because Western United, the team for that's West, that isn't West, that they're East, but they, but they play in Melbourne, but they don't have their own stadium. So they play, they play the home game in uh, like six different towns, villages across Australia, and then that same one. But then they also play home games in Melbourne and they don't have any fans. None of them go. And then, no. then they then the government builds them a stadium and then they, you know, and then they 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 win, I guess. Is that the plan? I, I believe, yeah, we're basically already done it, minus the stadium bit. Uh the woo, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess what all it means is that like a vote for Labour in the Victorian election kills Western United which just for me, it seems like two birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Don't stray off. Don't, don't upset people. All right. We might leave it there. Fuck the woo. We'll leave it there. Uh, yeah. Keep getting around us. See you around. <laughs>